This season of Good is sponsored by Good Treatments. Good Treatments is a highly curated shop of pre-made treatment designs for commercials, music videos, features, and branded content. We've all spent sleepless nights writing our treatments, only to have to start from scratch on the design. With Good Treatments, you have the look of a custom design without the cost or time. With drag and drop tools, you simply replace your images, copy and paste your text, and you're good to go. For our good listeners, we're giving away a coupon code for 20% off your next purchase. Simply use code GOOD20 at checkout. See all the treatment designs at goodtreatments.space. Dude, we were just, we're going to Italy as a family in October. And Wow. Um, yeah, it'd be sick. Um, what for? Just because? Yeah, Maria's family is going. So we just had to get the kids uh, passports, and we went today. <clears throat> and our appointment was at three forty-five. We got there at three thirty, and they were making everyone stand outside because they were two hours behind. Um, and so In the all cold? these cold, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? They were only letting like a certain amount of people in because like COVID shit, and uh, <clears throat> and. They were bringing people in, and they were like, "All right, who's here for the two thirty appointment?" And it was like four p.m. at that point. Oh, and we were my like, "Oh my god. god!" So we were able to reschedule for <clears throat> next week, like where we can just kind of walk in and do it. But they were like massively behind, and everyone was like sick or didn't show up, and so it was just like tons of people waiting around with, with like one employee, two employees working. So it was just yeah, nuts. Anyway. And they gotta take the photo. They gotta print the all whole of thing. They gotta they check all your documents. It. All that shit. It's oh my lot. god! And you have three kids. Yeah, it would have been. That's bonkers. So we were there for probably like a little over an hour. It was fine. It wasn't a big deal. Um, but thankfully, you know how that goes. It's like it was nice to like talk to someone and be like, and then be like, "I'm so sorry. We're so far behind. When would you like to have an appointment?" Yeah, and then they just kind of instead of like there are people who just like left who were frustrated. I was like, dude, that's like not the move because then you're gonna be you're gonna like get online, you know what yeah. I mean, and like try to like get another appointment, and it's like, you know, you gotta like talk to someone in real life. You, you gotta know, negotiate at that point. Negosh. Anyway, um, I'm currently in a negotiation with uh, Evan Prasovsky right now. On what? <laughs> he's selling some uh, some cameras, and he's got a camera that I want. Stills, still camera. It's called a Mamiya Seven Two. Um, I almost don't want to talk about it because it's kind of a secret sauce in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, you need to teach me how to take like film photos, dude. I. <sighs> I don't know. How. Yeah. I mean, there's really nothing to it. You got to just, I think you already know a lot of this stuff. Too, I probably but. do. It's just like probably practice. I like, I, people come to me for stills. Dude, I got like this really, I got approached for like a really cool, uh, I won't say it on here, but, um, niche, but like a very cool musician, uh, yeah. to do like their album art. Like, and they had kind of a very specific thing they wanted. um, and it ended up just not working out time-wise, but I was also kind of like really nervous because I was like, I don't know how to take 
but I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I do, but it was. Just I like, think also like if you just did it how you wanted it to. Yeah. Like you could even take it with your phone, dude, and I'm sure yeah. you would take it in such a way that they would be like, oh, yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, cool. I did a whole photo job in March. I think I told you this, but last year I had just gotten um, kind of randomly had just gotten like a new Fuji, like uh, uh, like digital still camera, and yeah. um, and then. I ended up getting this kind of like very commercial, like stills job. Yeah, you need to like rent a five D. No, I just I shot everything on uh, the Fuji. <laughs> I shot everything with the Fuji, <laughs> and they didn't say anything. They didn't say anything. They loved it. I just sent you some photos that a photo job I did the other day. That's sick. Yeah. Um, What'd you take these with? That's a one DX. Dude, what's hilarious like, about that job specifically is I didn't really even know how to, these look great, I didn't really even know how to use that camera yet. I had the older model, but I got a new model, and like I couldn't even figure out, it was on like auto ISO the whole time. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know how to fix this. But I just like worked around it. This is super funny. <laughs> but they were happy, they were very happy. Yeah, I'm um, sure it turned out great. Yeah, yeah, dude, I like taking photos, man. Um, but the Mamiya Seven Two specifically is like, it's like it's weird when you start. It's it's a little bit nerdy, right? But like, it's a medium format camera, so it's yeah. 120 film, so it's a fairly big negative. But to me, it looks like the resolution of the images. It is really determined by the lenses that are made for that camera. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the camera itself, like where you put the film in, it's like, it's nice, but like the lenses are the thing that like make it special, you know? Yeah. So they developed these leaf uh, shutter lenses for the Mamiya 7, which like if you hear it, it's like, like there's yeah. no, there's yeah. no like versus like the Pentax or something. Um, it's the Pentax sounds like a you know yeah yeah like it's still old and vintage but the Mamiya Seven like shutter is like in the lens as opposed to like in the camera it's really weird yeah but it in some in the glass it's just like Carl Zeiss like motherfucking like master yeah. piece like yeah. glass and it looks a lot to me like four by five which is a much much larger um like like uh sorry four by five is like a lot larger of a negative you know what i mean um it's still not even anywhere close to like a eight by ten or anything like that but yeah but it's also this it weighs the same as like a point and shoot whoa that's crazy like it's super compact and like you can wear it around your neck all day and, and and can't really tell like don't get it really like that's sick. Any like pain or anything. So I'm trying to score one of those. I have a question, I have a question for you. Yeah. Also, we should mention that I have COVID right now. So oh, yeah. I'm actually surprised that you're like <laughs> up and going. Um, but I'm glad I'm glad to see it. Dude. You you look you don't look like a ghost or like you're you know, look like discolored or like you're yeah. dying. 
So that's good. It was bad yesterday. Yeah. I mean, dude, really, when did we talk yesterday? Okay. In the morning time? We must have talked. I'm, I, I, dude, we talk so much that it's hard to remember. <laughs> I think it was in the morning time. Yeah. And I got off and I was just like, whew. I'm dude, I tired. remember asking you, like, you okay? Because you're like kind of sniffly. Yeah. Yeah. They, but the day before, it kind of started some like fatigue feeling yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then we get off yesterday and I'm like, man, I got to go lay down. Like, I don't feel well. Yeah. And I get into my bed and I just start playing Animal Crossing nice. underneath the covers. And I could just feel like my whole body begin to just like be just like, yeah, like turn against me. <laughs> I just rebel. <laughs> like, everything yeah. was hurting, like started in my shoulders. My joints were hurting. My head started killing me. And then I was like, man, I should go take some Tylenol or something. I got out of bed. And I was like, I'm so cold. <laughs> like I had started oh, a, a massive fever Yeah. while I was just like in the bed. And all yesterday was like brutal. But I went and took Oliver for a walk a couple hours ago, like on the levee. Yeah. And uh, he, he, like try, he was like trying to run or something. He wanted me to chase him. Yeah. And I just kind of like barely run. And I'm just like. Oh, Ollie, this is not happening, bro. <laughs> like, my shins started, like, yeah. killing me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. dude, we can't do this yeah, right we now. Need to chill out. Yeah. But what was your, uh, you said you wanted to ask me something. Okay. I was listening to this thing. I don't want to get into what I was listening to as much. But uh, do you ever listen to, like, podcasts? I'm talking specifically about, like, filmmaking. Yeah. Or just like being like an artist or, or whatever, kind of a creative person for a living. Um, I listen to like a lot of, of stuff, specifically like film stuff. Um, whether it's like behind the scenes or interviews or whatever. And every once in a while I listen to something where it just feels like I understand it so well. Yeah. And I feel like so connected to what they're talking about and it feels like it gives me like permission to like carry on kind of like in the way that I understand like how can I articulate this better like um, you hear something or hear like a really established filmmaker or someone that you really respect it's kind of like a master and they're talking yeah. about like the way that they go about things and you understand it so deeply that it feels like, um, like, like you said affirmation that like maybe you're not a complete idiot or like yeah, you're yeah, onto yeah. something or like you can kind of continue on in like a specific way that maybe feels different from like your peers or like maybe, I don't know, it feels like something where you feel like has maybe even been like a deficiency or like in the way that you work, but you feel like it kind of yeah. gives you permission to be like, I can continue doing this this way. Yeah. Can you be more specific or, or I'm kind of wondering, I'm wondering if that sparks anything for you. Like, have you yeah. heard like an interview or, or someone talk about the way that they go about things? And you're like, dude, I get that so deeply. Yeah. And it like kind of like ignites or sparks something inside of you. Where you're like, okay, I can keep going that direction. Dude, all the time. For sure. I feel like 
if I said what I what I want to say, it may sound kind of pretentious, but I feel like a lot of people would relate to this, which is like you hear something, whether it's an interview or like uh, you hear fucking you know Soderbergh talk about like a making a movie or something or yeah. Damien Chazelle talk about making a movie or something um, and you get to a place where you're in you know exactly what they're talking about so well that I go oh I was I am supposed to be doing this yeah like, exactly not just like I am supposed to be doing this but I am good enough to be doing what I'm doing right now yeah yeah you know what I mean yeah like I'm not just uh like it's very very rarely do I I hear something, and I just and I go like, oh, I never thought about it in that way. It's always mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's always yeah. like, uh, yeah, you're right. Yes, I I think the same thing. Like you're. Do you, you have know, like interviews that you revisit? Like for, for me, um, I have a I have like one or two that I'll I probably listen to five or six times each. One is the Harmony Korine interview on WTF with Mark Maron. Yeah. And I don't think that I'm, I don't think that me and Harmony Korine are like incredibly similar, but I think like there is some kind of like processing chip in our brain that I think we share. Like listening to him talk, I was like, it felt so like, even does that feel like I could like take a deep breath and be like, I understand what he's saying so deeply that it makes me feel like I'm not crazy. Yeah. That I listen. You to, seem a little emotional about it. Are you, are you kind of, no, no, I'm not pensive right now. Um, well, I mean, in general, I think this topic is kind of about like when you feel like very understood or, or like, um, there are like yeah. impulses that you have or ways of, of working that have just kind of like, emerged through, you know, I've been doing this professionally for 13 years, you know? Yeah. Um, and things just kind of, you know, you develop certain muscles and, and, um, try to work on others. But, you know, a lot of things just like you're kind of a product of your surroundings and, and opportunities and exposure and stuff like that. So you just kind of like come up however, (laughs) you know, based on all those different factors. So like hearing someone that you really respect, talking about their craft and then being like, Oh, I, I, I really understand that. You know what I mean? That just like has always meant a lot to me. Another one would be like, and I don't, again, this is not another filmmaker that I feel like I would necessarily make films like, but, uh, Guillermo del Toro on, on, uh, what, what was that? That might've been the water one too. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was when um, Shape of Water had just come out. Yeah. And he he had this interview. I, have to, I don't remember. I think it was with, like, Quran or or one of his kind of, like, but, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, kind of peers. And they were, he was just talking about making that movie. For some reason, that hit me, like, really, really hard. And then um, this one was different, but this is what kind of provoked the question was, uh, I was listening to, I, I never listened to this podcast actually, but it was like the IndieWire film toolkit podcast. You ever listen yeah. to this? No. Um, and it was about licorice pizza. And so, uh, 
Paul Thomas Anderson isn't on it, but it's it's like uh, the first part is his gaffer, which remember we brought that up the other day. With, yeah, it's uh, like his with DP, the guys, yeah. yeah. And hearing him just talk about like kind of the approach to this, and then it was his like sound mixers, uh, and they're just kind of like talking. You can tell it's kind of edited and cobbled together. Like it was probably an interview, but they were just like only taking the half. Like they were only taking like the responses and editing them together, yeah, you yeah. know. So it's just them talking about his kind of approach in general, but then also specifically to to that film and how like loose it was, you know. Hmm. Um, and I don't know. It was. It, I think. I don't even know. This is kind of a raw thought, so I, I don't have it totally articulated what what I'm even trying to like talk about. But I think seeing people who are like amongst like the greatest to ever do it talk about like hearing about their process and it feeling like something that you can understand, not even understand, but like deeply, like what's a deeper word than understand, like feel, you know? Um, and it, and it, it, that just like kind of igniting something. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm just like feeling like that lately. Like, um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know really where else to go with it other than like, there's yeah. not much of a better feeling. I think I feel like that's kind of what I'm like hunting, you know, like when I'm listening to the stuff is like, um, not just like, you know, affirmation that I'm doing it correctly. I don't think that that's exactly what I'm saying, but, um, yeah, just that like I'm on like the, the path, you know? Yeah. I'll listen to PTA's, I forget what video, like what the title of the video, but it's just a compilation of a bunch of interviews he's done over the years, mm. which is really nice. But someone had compiled everything that he talked about on his writing process. Mm. And I watch that all the time, especially when I'm yeah, send that to me. trying to get ready to for the day or something, like write for the day or something. It yeah. just helps a lot. But... I think what one thing that strikes me the most when watching that, and maybe this isn't parallel to what you're saying, but directing can and writing in general can feel very lonely. Yeah. Like very vulnerable and also very self-critical and yeah, very lonely of a, of a venture, you know? Yeah. And it's hard, dude, like sticking with it. I think that's part of it too. Is like, there's a lot of moments you get to where you, you've been sticking with it and you've just been grinding it out, whether you're, it's a, a pure obsession or it's, yeah. you know, different opportunities or whatever. And you just get to this point where you can look back and just see like, okay, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm, but I'm somewhere. Yeah. You know, I'm definitely like further along than I probably would have imagined when I was 21 years old, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I think hearing other people say it makes it not so lonely for sure. Yeah. It makes it not I think so that's true. I think that's it. Yeah. Cause I don't know. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a person who struggles with anxiety and depression and, for a lot a lot of my life and I think this is probably one of the highest 
and lowest things that you could do for that sort of <laughs> like mental state. Yeah. You know, like this being what directing or right, making movies right. or yeah. being an artist in general. Like if you struggle with those things and you already feel the world in sort of highs and lows, there's not much in between. Like it can feel very daunting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, it's hard dude, especially when you feel like you're just in the, in the desert, you know, which a lot of times I feel like I am right now because I can't really, you know, register all the, it's hard for me to register all the good things that are happening all the time. I'm very, very self-critical in the way that I sort of analyze my career. You it know, is sometimes want, helpful, though, to to sit back and you know you hear these stories of people who took them eight years to make a, a movie, and to sit back and be like, "Dude, I'm like six years into this right now." You know what I mean? Like yeah. whatever, whatever it is, it's like uh, I feel like sometimes it like you know people like a lot of young filmmakers kind of ask like. I don't want to sound like that. Like, it, you know, all these people are coming to me for advice. That's not what I'm saying. But, like, um, I do have those conversations. And I feel like my answer to just, like, whether it's, like, what's a piece of advice or whatever, I feel like my answer is shifting into, like, prepare for, like, a lifetime of um, yeah. disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't Dude, really I was, mean I, that yeah. like in a in a real cynical way. I just mean that in a very like real way that a, most of what we do is work really hard. And um, even if I would say like, oh, you know, we would even classify like a win being like sitting around and like waiting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Much yeah, less a just win, like a win never feels like a win either. Yeah, a win feels like. And I could have done better or right. it would have been better if I'd done X or something like, yeah. Do you struggle with that too? Oh dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's weird because I feel like there are lots of projects that I'll talk to you about that you're like, Jared, that was really good. And I really, of course I really appreciate that. But like, I almost feel like it's hard for me. I have a place in my heart for the stuff that like nobody else likes that I make. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> so yeah. it's like um, when someone's like, this is big or like, this is, this is going to like really help your career or something. I'm always kind of like, yeah, but I don't even like it or like, you know what I mean? <laughs> whatever. So yeah, the, the wins, like whatever that even means. I'm like, I feel like I have different wins than, I don't know. I guess it's how you, how do you define it? And then I feel like they're so small that it's like, dude, a win. Like, okay, again, I think it's worth just saying we've been on here 19 days in a row. Like, this show is not about Christian and I knowing everything. <laughs> this show is like, I very think people much, understand that. I know, sure. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but like, I just don't want it to ever feel like we're speaking from a place of like, uh, we're just being honest. Yeah, just trying to be honest, man. We're like very much on the journey. So, um, from my experience, I just feel like even just like this movie that I'm trying to get made right now, 
it's like such a collection of tiny, tiny, tiny steps. Dude, can I just say one thing? Because I feel like maybe not in this podcast, but just in the way that and I wouldn't even say that really. Maybe the way that you talk about it in this podcast, right? Like, I don't. I think. Like we're so much further along with this movie than I think you actually realize. Maybe, maybe or that you're that you're like leading on, sort of. And I think you're protecting yourself to sure. a degree, which I feel like, sure, you should do that because it can all go away for sure. But you maybe know four, maybe two, maybe three other people who are doing the same thing that you're doing right now. Yeah, maybe none. Like I can, I know that we both know one other like sort of group of guys that are doing, sort of like, actively making movies right now. Yeah, you know, like I don't know that many other people who are, and I know we can't talk about it completely fully and say names and like where we're going and who you're talking to and all this stuff, but like, we're really far along with this movie. Yeah. And I think you need to like, I I don't know, dude. Like, I always remind myself that like the probably the saddest day of like any director's life, probably. And this is gonna sound maybe like, fuck that, like whatever. But I think like the saddest day of any director's life is probably winning the fucking Academy Award. You know what I mean? Why do you say that? Because I think there's. Like in, 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 and this is fucking psychology too, bro. Like somebody wins the World Series or somebody wins the, like gets to the point where they're like, okay, I, I'm the fucking champion. I fucking did this. I won it yeah. Sundance or whatever. Like the next three days have just got to be like, so like, or three months or something. It's just yeah. got to be brutal. Yeah. Just feeling like that's fucking pretty empty. You know what I mean? Right. This is what I've been like striving for, and now like it. W- that was it. I just I got it. it, and then existence is still. <laughs> yeah, I'm still just me, and I still have to go fucking like I still can't. You know, I snore at night, and and I still get in <laughs> arguments with yeah my wife or whatever. You know, like I'm still the same person, but like something happened to me, but like nothing's different. But I think you gotta just. Yeah. Like the way to like not get to that point is just to have fucking a lot of fun along the way. Yeah, you know, like, like really, like I think about like just presence in in general. Like I think about the production of it, like yeah. as sort of the crowning achievement of that thing. You know what I mean? Anything that comes after that is great, but I had those moments with those actors and with those with the crew that we had and with JP and us rapping on that fucking abandoned island and just running to the ocean I'll never forget that yeah like I'll always have that and that's probably better than a lot of other things that will come afterwards yeah 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 but all that to say just like have more fun with it you know (laughs) like yeah because we also get in this in this frame of mind where we gotta feel like it's not enough like I gotta keep pushing I gotta keep pushing like if I don't do this then this won't happen or if 
I don't make this connection, then this isn't going to happen or whatever. Um, and that's probably true, you know. But I think you, there's got to be a balance. Yeah, but I do. I totally get what you're saying. Um, but also, yeah, I get what you're saying. Also, what? It's fun to fucking go to battle too, you know? Like in a different way. Like the fun is like um, making shit happen too. You know, like I, I get like a hundred percent like all I all I dude, I'm I'm serious, man. Like at the risk of being like really vulnerable and kind of sounding like a child, I'm like I literally watch the behind the scenes shit, like extra you know all these criterions that are sitting here in my office I'm like I'm just consuming people like making movies because I don't actually know why I'm it's like such a deep obsession <laughs> like it's almost embarrassing yeah. of just like uh, I don't know why man I don't know Do you ever, I'm kind of like drifting a bit in what I'm trying to say but like just the I can like visualize just like what I want it to be like and feel like when yeah. it's my movie that I've written over like years with my friends. And now we brought it to life together as friends. And I've gathered a lot of people that I love and know and trust that are really talented that I've been forging friendships and relationships with for years. And they're all coming together to make this one thing that like means a lot to me. It means like everything to me. And we show up like on the first morning and, we start to shoot and it comes to life and it's on camera and it's like happening. And then to do that like day after day after day, I'm like, I, that's like all I want. And that's like, I can, I can just like, I can almost like see it, you know, just like I can like picture it. And, um, let me just say this though. Like when that happens and all the people come together and you guys make your thing, you gotta remember that that is gonna be probably the worst movie that you ever make. <laughs> what do you mean? Not like it's the first I'm not one? It's, yeah, I'm not saying it's gonna be a bad movie. Yeah, I think like a lot of people's first movies are a lot better than some. You know, um, I think you're gonna make a fantastic fucking movie, but just remember, like, that's probably gonna be the worst version of a movie that you make because yeah. you've never done it before. Yeah. And it's like, funny because it's not like I don't know what it's like to be on set. Of course, like I get it, and I love I love going on set whenever. But it's it just feels like I don't know. There is like a do you do you like fourteen year old version of me that's like um, of course, <laughs> like just ignited, you know, thinking about that. Of course, but well, you just gotta have fun along the way, brother. I know. I know. I guess that's what I was saying. Is like fun for me is like also like dude. The the production is just like knocking down walls to make this shit happen. That's also fun yeah for yeah. Me. I feel you. You know, I will say that the production of of your of any movie, like when you're just making a movie, there's nothing better. There's literally nothing better. Yeah. Everything after that is like fucking kind of treacherous. I feel like, dude. Though I know we've talked about this, but like, I'm still trying to decide if I'm gonna. If I'll be editing, I think I will be. If I had to answer right now, um, oh, your movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think you'll be alone, but I think you'll be. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But that I'm, I look forward to that too, sitting down with like a stack of hard drives and yeah. s- starting to sort through things. And being like, I just know, I mean, you know, I think we both have enough experience. Like, yeah, we've said this several times, but just like the editor you hating the director you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I know that's coming as well. Um, but... Do that. I mean, that is why I'm like super excited to be there, sort of along the way with you for sure. Yeah, because I think there's so many things that if I could go back and change sort of my first experience, I would change a lot. But it's like, dude, on another level, like, do you find it hard to like tell your story as not like a story you're making up, but like your story as like a person? Oh, interesting. Um, well, what do you mean? Like, like, I find it so easy to, like, if someone wanted to know about Aronofsky, I could give you the fucking synopsis of his career. Yeah. Like, how he did this and why he did this, and then he made this movie because of this, and then... But, like, Aronofsky would never say it that way. Right, right, <laughs> you know right, right, right. Like, yeah. I find it very, very tough to talk about my own story as if it's, like, because it makes it feel like it's not going the way that I want it to. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I can only say it in a way that makes it sound like it's not going the way it's I want it to go. Or by sounding, like, super pretentious or something, like, yeah. you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. I mean, I definitely... I mean, I think about, like, kind of the winding path of my career, and I'm like... It's a weird one. Yeah, it doesn't sound like any other, like, that's also a thing that gets in my head, too. It's like, my thing is, like, not exactly, like, but then, well, dude, I'll, I'll, I listened to Team Deacons the other day, which I never listened to, but I, I listened to it because, um, the witch director. Eggers. I listened to it because Robert Eggers was on, and I don't think I'd ever heard him, like, speak before. But I heard him talk, and everything that he said about his childhood, like his parents were like super into music, he played a bunch of like music growing up, like the way that he sort of found film was like very similar to me. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, it's not, why is it so tough to just like think that my, my story is like different than other people's, you know? Like, yeah. So when you find those people, you're like, Maybe that that I, that's a big part of it too. To back to our like my original question, I th- I think that's a big part of it too. Is uh, I think being able to like see someone who walked a path similar to yours, but at the same time, dude, I will say there is something special where I'm like, my dad was a pastor, my mom was a mom, <laughs> you know, who like worked like small jobs as we were growing up and I'm like there is a sense of like pride where I'm like there's like no reason I should be doing what I'm doing yeah, yeah. with any level of like success you know um, there was no like path you know and then you just gotta fucking believe that you were like born for this I think you have way. to believe that right of course I think you have to. That's like something I feel like I'm dancing around. 
in this conversation. Ah, without sounding we like a fucking we asshole, hit it. bro. <laughs> we got there well, because I think it's like very. Uh, I get what you're saying. You don't want it. I don't want people to to feel like I think I'm some special anomaly. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting one to kind of. Um, but I feel like a lot of people feel like they're a special anomaly. Of course, especially when you're an artist. I sure think that the answer to that up. is is that it's true. Yeah. Like, it sounds so cliche. It feels like I'm like doing like a TED talk or something. But like, the truth is is that I believe. Like, I think that is true. I think you are an anomaly. You're like a you're a conglomeration of all your experiences. Yeah. Everything that you've been exposed to is like super unique in the way that you've been impacted by the people around you and like your surroundings and your socioeconomic status, you know, just like everything that kind of is like beat you into like this very unique shape, you know? Um, yeah. And I, so I do believe that does that, I think, I think when you start talking about like hierarchy of like you are whatever shape that you are, whatever that's kind of like molded you into is better than like another person's. I'm like, I don't, that I think that's where we like competition or something. Yeah. It's like and I'm not, not saying that there isn't like levels of talent and there isn't like some kind of like quantifiable, like conversation to be had around that. Um, and I don't know how to talk about that necessarily. Sure. But I do think, what was the word that you used? Anomaly. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that might sound kind of like, I don't know, kind of like kumbaya ish, but like, I do think that's true. I mean, I had a conversation yesterday with a guy and I was like <clears throat> talking about like living in the South, you know, and like how I've kind of wanted to get out most of my life. But also I think like the inherent kind of contradiction of being like an artist who has a lot of maybe like opposing viewpoints, not all, but some um, to kind of the context that I find myself in, like living in the South. I like think that that brings a lot of interesting things out of me um, because this is where I'm from. And there's a right. lot of like history here that um, it's very complicated. A lot of it that's like really messed up. Um, and then you kind of toss in like religion and all of that into the mix. And I kind of feel myself like a product of all of that stuff. Um, but at the same time, there's this like other kind of ingredient of, yeah, art and consuming um, all these things that like have kind of made me who I am as a person. And I, so I, I guess all that to say, I don't ever see like moving to LA, you know what I mean? Like I, I think that like who I've kind of become as a result of like my surroundings and, and everything that we've just talked about, I'm like, yeah, I kind of like learned to like embrace that, you know? Yeah. It would almost feel like, um, it's things that I hated, you know, it's things that I like thought were holding me back. And I feel like it has kind of more become now like, the differentiator, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, the thing that you hated the most is the thing that makes you the most sort of special in a way. Sure, yeah. It's yeah. an interesting thought. Yeah. I feel all melancholy now. I know. I like where this went though. We haven't had we haven't had one like this. This has been good. Um Dude, on a on a like a real real level, and maybe I'll I'll cut this out, but um Yeah, dude, I get fucking I like jack myself up on this because I think about this every day. Like fucking every think about what day what we've been talking. What we're about? talking about, yeah. Well, we've kind of Again. been we've kind of been somewhat all over the place on this episode. So what what specifically? Um, like where you find yourself in all of this, or like. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. Like the fear of not being acclaimed. Yeah. That's like my biggest fucking fear in life. Just to kind of like, uh, maybe like, um, bracket this a little bit. So greatest fear being that, what is like the, the biggest like goal for you to be acclaimed? No, it's, I mean, I like we, we were talking about earlier. Like I know that if I get to some point where I like, do feel like some you know somebody's giving me like some like come sit at the table kind of vibe you yeah. know um that it won't feel like anything so I kind of I do kind of guard myself in a way where like my like ultimate like true goal is like I would like to be trusted by people um, to tell the stories that I want to tell, the things yeah. that I'm interested in, yeah, and to, um, you know, genuinely like make sort of pyramids, yeah, you know, like make things that like, um, things that feel so like they they just came from the fucking universe that like it sort of seeps into next generations of, of filmmakers and, and people and can sort of say something about humanity and, yeah. And yeah, I get fucking jacked up on this dude. Cause I feel like I'm not good enough in a lot of like all yeah. the time. Yeah. And a part of me believes that I'm not good enough as well based on just like things in my life that are going on. Right. You know? Well, I mean, the I don't know how to answer that, but I also feel that way, and I think it's probably true in a lot of ways. But also, like, you're not you're not good enough. Yeah, I mean, good enough for what? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think about like kind of our role when it comes to like making these bigger goals happen like making making films that mean a lot to us and I'm like when kind of like putting it in that context I'm like good enough to like you know get a team of talented people around you to like 
You know what I mean? Like it's that's it's, the thing was when I start thinking about it, I'm like, fucking Christian, like you have all this shit right now, dude. <laughs> like yeah. the things that I used to like think about and struggle with are like not the things that because I've worked on them. Right. Like, you know? Yeah. That is the hard part. Cause I think we can get real soft about this and be like, you're a, you're a unique flower. Yeah. I don't want to that's talk been, like, I don't want to feel like that. You know, like, like, and that's not where I want this conversation to go because I think that and maybe this is just all, maybe it's just between me and you, but no, 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 no. This is good. I, Cause I don't, don't want to say on the podcast that I have a fear of not being acclaimed. <laughs> no, I think you do. I think you. No, do. I don't. Yes, you do, man. You've made me say you've kept. We've kept way more vulnerable things than that I've said. <laughs> That's um, not true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't want to have this conversation and it feel like we're just kind of like tiptoeing around things because I do think that talent is real. I think that drive is real. I think that yeah. vision is real. I think like there, there's a lot of things that like, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to get too soft on it either where it just feels like we're not really saying anything. Um, so I don't, I don't know how to like combine all these things into like a, a real, like uh, a real like kind of thought. Um, but I don't think there is a thought. I think there's just a train of thoughts. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't, it's like, I don't disagree with anything that I've said or has been said in this conversation, but I'm also like, it's kind of like, uh, it's not the only, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like one of my biggest goals is like, I hesitate to say this for any financiers listening out there, but like, I don't care about making money. I don't care if a movie makes money. What? No, I don't care. I think like in reference to what you said, I'm like, what I care about is that people that I respect, respect me. People that I look up sure, to yeah. can look kind of back down at like what I'm doing and be like, like a kid's got it, you know, whatever. Yeah. That's like a goal for me. That's why what do I we really fucking want. care about what they what they do. We respect them, dude. We're doing it because they did it. You know, I know that is and true. And for them to turn around and be like, that kid's got it or he's onto something. That's that's it, right? You know? Yeah. That's because I I don't know, I think cinema as like a tool of I don't know. It's hard for me to think about like this will be an interesting conversation and I don't know if this will ever air but um like per, like purpose driven movies that are like there to say something I'm just like fuck that I have no yeah. interest in that Yeah do you know what I mean Yeah like I just I, I and I'm I'm not bashing anyone's uh, approach it's all individual but I'm like if I was to make a movie where a theme or like moral was like predetermined and then I work from there feels a little I can't do that too, man. yeah you know so I'm like I'm saying all that to say like making movies <laughs> first and foremost and dude correct me if I'm wrong maybe I'm just like talking out of my ass I don't know but like it's for me 
it's like my self-expression, you know, like just like someone like writing a song, maybe someone's writing a song for, to help someone or to teach someone a lesson or like, yeah, but I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I think you're right, bro. I mean, I feel the same way. And I think if you look at it sort of holistically, I think some people would say like, what, what you need is for what you're saying sort of intangibly to have value to somebody else, even though you're just speaking from your your heart. Yes. Which I do. I, and I do believe in that. And and I, and I, and I, I'm curious what you think. Like, I feel like we're kind of treading in like cliche territory, but like the whole thing of like the more specific you are, the more universal it is, you know? Yeah. I believe in that. Yeah. You know, I also, I also think the, I would translate that to the more personal, like the more personal something feels to you, the more universal it is probably. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Because if you're, if you're, especially if you just, you know, practically look at, okay, I'm writing this script and you can genuinely come at it from the intention of, I want to make something for this demographic or this like type of person or someone going through this or whatever. But I think if the, the best things that I've read, the best things that I've seen are like things that are deeply personal to that filmmaker you know yeah I just think of like E2 Mama Tambien like all the time when it comes to that like it, it just like bleeds Alfonso Cuaron and, and Chivo you know yeah. like yeah and the way that they talk about it as well it's like we, we wanted to make a movie that we, that made it feel like we were in film school again because mm. we had lost ourselves yeah you know I yeah. made great expectations and got lost in the studio sort of vibe and I needed to like reconnect with like why I loved movies and they just made it to Mama Tempe and you watch it and you're like fucking Jesus Christ dude like this is yeah yeah like you could just picture those two friends in in that in that movie which for some reason feels like me <laughs> like when I watch it to Mama I'm not from Mexico I've never been on some like you were you definitely know. a horny teenager, though. For sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, there's it's all like the subtext stuff that just is intangibly in there that you go, oh, that's like so. That's just me, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, there. This is my energy or something, you know. Yeah. But I think if you come at it from a different place where something's like more, you know, valuable from like a commercial sense or something, like you just, I think you'll get lost, dude. And I've, I've. I've, that is also a huge fear of mine as well. Is that like, because dude, like everything that you're saying is exactly how I feel. Like the stories that I want to tell or the movies that I want to make are only things that I'm fucking interested in. Yeah. Like I, I don't sit here going, ooh, what would fucking like what would does Nick anybody? Go? Yes, bro. Yes, all the time. Uh, have you seen any of the Marvel movies? <laughs> have you seen this small franchise that's been uh, really taking off lately? Um, I think some directors are fucking really smart about it, where they're they're fascinated with. Some, I mean, that's 
for sure that's how Titanic was made. I mean, that feels you like, know? it's funny, like on a very like small scale, that feels like every commercial we make, right? Where it's like, you just have to find something to kind of plug into to be like, this part of this commercial interests me. So I'll just ride this out. Yes, bro. When you're, I mean, they're specifically talking about like the treatment. How often do you write a treatment that is exactly what the brief is, is giving you? It's like you're always finding the one nugget that you're actually interested in or that yeah. you can believe in yeah. or make yourself believe in yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. that you're writing on. And that's like, to me, that's like almost a secret sauce. Yeah. Because the agency or whatever would be like, oh my God. But like could these. you do that? Could you do that for a movie? Dude, do you I'll, think you I'll, could use that skill set or that experience that you've had in, in commercials to be like, well, I could go make like, uh, let me just go make $40 million on this movie real quick. I mean, Chloe Zhao did fucking, yeah. you know, like. Good for her, dude. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, get a bag, you know? Yeah. Like, go get your bag. <laughs> go make another fucking movie. Yeah. And and do your thing, dude. Like, I'm sure she's going to, like, uh, the next thing she does is going to be, like. This fucking, tiny little. This, yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, dude. Though, I mean, obviously, like, the. Uh, the fucking the hero of, of our community is like a Chris Nolan character who makes the largest movies that are also the things yeah. the, like only the things that he wants to make yeah like that's so that's once in a generation I don't even think Spielberg is as big as he is right now you yeah. know what I mean yeah. like there's some things that just just work but I also am very not interested in making a, a Nolan type movie. Like right, I don't right. I could right. never make something like that. Right. <laughs> um yeah. I'm okay with being and I think you are too. Like I'm okay, okay with living sort of a quieter right filmmaking existence. Same. Where um maybe everything I make is a bit smaller. Yeah. But it's like doing some things that are that you've never seen before hopefully you know yeah some things that you're like pushing pushing some some boundary I guess soon man this season of good is sponsored by good treatments good treatments is a highly curated shop of pre-made treatment designs for commercials music videos features and branded content We've all spent sleepless nights writing our treatments, only to have to start from scratch on the design. With good treatments, you have the look of a custom design without the cost or time. With drag-and-drop tools, you simply replace your images, copy and paste your text, and you're good to go. For our good listeners, we're giving away a coupon code for 20% off your next purchase. Simply use code GOOD20 at checkout. See all the treatment designs at goodtreatments.space. <laughs> 